Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to My Random World. On this episode, we are switching things up and moving our divas to a later episode so we can actually reminisce about our favorite event, Halloween Horror Nights. More specifically, Halloween Horror Nights 16. This is our very first event and still one of our favorites. Now sit back, relax, because this is... Your presence has been detected and recorded. Thank you. Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome back to episode two of My Random World. As I said in the intro, we're actually pushing back the Divas to another episode because we got some bad news over the last week that Halloween Horror Nights has been officially canceled for Orlando and Hollywood. Oh, understandable but no <laughs> and as always i am your host chris and joined here with my partner in crime miss crystal yes wearing my halloween horror nights t-shirt from last year in honor yes uh it was a good year <laughs> last year was a good year it was. but this episode we're actually going to talk about our very favorite our first ever Halloween Horror Nights experience, Halloween Horror Nights Sweet 16 Horror Comes Home. Yes. Oh my God, there's no event that is more anticipated for us than Halloween Horror Nights. Well, for yes. you, maybe Dragon Con, but. <laughs> no, I mean, I love Dragon Con. It's a lot of fun. Um, I still like HHN better. It. Dragon Con also wears you the fuck out. Like <laughs> three days of up and down those hills. But HHN, you know, uh, we are the type of people that we buy the fear pass and we go, you know, we don't go for the opening. We stay for a couple hours, get a few things done, and then we go home. Yeah. This year would have been our 14th year. We've been going every year since 2006. Yep. We've never missed an event, even if we've only gone one night. Yes. But this was back in 2006. So as you heard last episode, I moved down here in 2003. And for the first couple of years, I really didn't have many people to hang out with. First year I was down here, didn't really know about Halloween Horror Nights. And then the next couple of years I would see them. But um, back then I was just, I was Big Bird's cousin, Big Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much so i was too scared to even attempt them but looking back i'm like why didn't i go yeah, <laughs> so and then crystal moved down here in 2006 mm -hmm. so after talking we're like you know what why don't we go and try one of the events so we actually decided to go to Scream for our first halloween event before yeah. horror nights it was it was an experience. We didn't like it. Some of the a couple of the houses were okay, but and some of the zones were nice, but it was kind of flat for us. And the lines were extremely long. Yeah. It yeah. was not well done that year. Yeah. And we tried to make the best of it, but <laughs> the final straw in the coffin, so to speak, was the house we went into 
they had kind of a rave section going and they had a, uh, what was it? A circus person or just a raver with a yo-yo swinging it around and came within inches of Crystal's face. Like within, like they damn near took out my eye. If she would have been wearing glasses, they would have hit it. So that was the end of that. Now, granted, looking back now at the recent years, they've gotten better, it looks like, but we haven't been since. But anyway, we stopped at guest services on the way out, and they were nice enough to give us back our money, a full refund. So we decided to put that one toward Halloween Horror Nights. So yeah, once we decided to finish that, we went on to Halloween Horror Nights. So we really didn't know what to expect, mm -hmm. and... Honestly, it was pretty much the coolest thing ever. Yes. So the one thing that I loved about Horror Nights and I really miss is the icons of the events. So the very first icon was Jack the Clown in 2000. And mm. then they had different ones. There are some that were minor that aren't really remembered a lot, like the Terra Queen for Islands of Adventure and uh, this Demented Doctor. But the four main ones were... The, the director, time. yeah. The director, the storyteller, the caretaker, and Jack the Clown. There was also supposed to be another one, Eddie, if you remember. He's the one with the chainsaw and the mask with the blank eye. He was actually supposed to be the one for 2001 up until 9-11 oh. happened. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't really remember the backstory of why they canceled him for that one, but yeah. <laughs> But the, uh, for that year, they actually had seven houses, uh, three, actually technically four scare zones, um, and four shows. Uh, so we're just, we're not going to go through them as a list because, you know, how boring is listening to a list. <laughs> so we'll just kind of go through as we, yeah. as we went. Now, remember, I'm a big ass chicken, so there, there will be embarrassing stories of me coming up. <laughs> Uh, just for a quick overview for any of those who were there that year with us, um, I got out my map. It's I, I only ever kept two maps, one being the 16th because it was our very first one. It was Sweet 16. And I actually kept the map from um, the 20th because it was the 20th. Um, and so uh, if you need a quick reminder in your head, you had uh, Psychoscarapy, All Night Dying, and Scream House out where Twister wa is. Um, and back then it was Jimmy Neutron. Um, Run was out by Beetlejuice's Graveyard Review, which is where uh, Fast and Furious is now. Uh, the Dungeon of Terror was out where Jaws used to be. And um, uh, near the Men in Black area, there was Psychopath and People Under the Stairs. Um, so that should give you a little a little mental map of, of where we are when we're talking about these houses. Yeah. yeah so uh, when we came in, once you come in through the gates, they actually had the... Um, Chainsaw Drill Team, which, you know, it's not Halloween Horror Nights without the chainsaws. I don't remember them being in front. I mean, I remember yeah. hitting them. Yeah. And I'm, back then, I remember hitting them mostly around, like, yeah, the money they, and all. Yeah, because they would walk around. Yeah. But, like, I remember them when we came in right by the studio store. God, I don't remember that. Yeah. But uh, we decided to go up Hollywood near where Terminator 2, which is now the Born Stuntacular, is. And they had, it was kind of an unofficial scare zone. It was called Horror Comes Home. 
And it was basically some of their greatest characters from the past events. Like they had Chainsaw Alice, they had the Body Collectors, which you immediately were drawn to because they look like the gentleman from Buffy the Vampire oh, Slayer. Yes. <laughs> In a future podcast, when we talk about other Halloween Horror Nights, uh, they had a house once or twice after that. And it was pretty much always one of my favorite houses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they had like the the vampire girls with the horns on stilts, um, the rat lady and all that the around. Rat was... The rat lady had been a staple of HHN for so long, and I actually don't think she's been there for a while now. Yeah, I think it's been at least four to five years yeah. now. I think so, the last time was around the, the 20th. I think they brought her back. Somewhere around the Walking Dead era, mm-hmm. we stopped kind of seeing her. Yeah, but uh, with the scare with the Halloween houses, haunted houses, <laughs> the uh, the four uh, uh, icons had each had their own house. Um, but we'll get into that in a moment. So after we walk through that scare zone, you come up to this big stage, and they had the arrival show, which was hosted by, well, introduced by this guy on stilts with look with a red demon guy with the big horns looked like from legend. Yeah. Basically he was the uh, villain from legend only he was more buff and he was on stilts. Yeah. And he was joined by uh, the two ladies in black on stilts and they had that kind of snarky, sarcastic voice. Oh yes, that's right. And I love them because they have uttered one of my favorite phrases, and I will say this every year. True. There was a lady in the front row standing there as they walked by with a child in a stroller. They walked up, looked at her, and goes, That's right. Bring a child to Halloween Horror Nights. You'll be paying for the therapy bills later. I yeah. agree. Yeah. <laughs> as much as I love it, I don't think it's a spot for little kids. Yeah. Although, yeah. on top of that, one of the times we went, there was a young young man. Um, he was probably around 10-ish. And I still think that might be a little too young for a lot of kids, but he was adorable, and he was dressed up as a director. Director was his <laughs> yes. favorite, his absolute favorite. And if you know Horror Nights, they don't normally let anyone go in dressed up at all because they have to distinguish the guests from the scare actors. Uh, however, I'm pretty sure everyone knew that the little like nine, 10 year old dressed up like the cinematographer was not a scare actor. Yeah. Um, but he was, he was absolutely adorable and I loved seeing it. And I know um, the guy playing um, the director that year just absolutely loved him. It was pretty cool to see. Yeah. But uh, the arrival show was really neat because they would introduce each of the different uh, icons. So like the director would come out and he would be filming this chick in a bathtub and he would be wanting to catch the fear as he electrocuted her in the bathtub. Mm -hmm. Um, Jack the clown would come out and I think put people in a blender. Yes. Oh my God. It was okay. So you have to understand I had never heard of this event before. I did not know that something like this existed until that year when I'd moved down here. And I had never seen a haunted house or a haunted atmosphere this elaborate. Now, yes, there are many haunted houses in New Orleans. Um, There are many reputations for haunted houses. Mm -hmm. If anyone has ever gone down there, shock house. Um, And many of them 
I would not have even walked into because I knew the shit that went down in there. Um, I did, however, really love going to 13th Gate, if you remember that one. Oh, yeah. Baton Rouge. Mm -hmm. um, but they are nothing compared to what we were going to witness at Halloween Horror Nights. Because, of course, they're not going to get the money that Universal has. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, we're, we're watching this show. I don't know any of these icons. I've never heard of them Same. before. I didn't even know until this moment that Jack was the first one. I thought he'd come later. But the other ones were first. But um, this is the first time I'd, I'd seen any of them. And we go to the show and Jack comes out with a person in a blender, a huge ass blender, turns it on and we get liquid blood goo. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then um, the caretaker would come out and do an autopsy a on live, a live person. A live autopsy <laughs> and disembowel them. And the storyteller would come out, tell a story, and then I think she pulled the tongue out of some yes. guest. <laughs> he would, she would have some young boy and pull his tongue out. Um, and then the, um, yeah, was there any other ones? Was no, that, all, that, was, that was all of them. Mm -hmm. I think the, uh, the Jack was always my favorite. And then the, um, the director. I love director like, has always been my favorite I need to have him turn that thing on and the tub light up and she's being electrocuted. That was really cool to see. <laughs> yeah. So after that, we uh, meandered over to our very first house and I will never forget this because it was, it was a lot of fun. So the first house we did was the all night Diane two, which was the director's house. So all night Diane was essentially clips from different movies you would start out in the garage from scream then you go into the grudge and hellraiser and i think there was a couple other ones too but okay. one of the things about this event which i really do miss because it just gave it a more intense feeling was they pulsed the guests through so there'd be a couple of minutes be a minute or two between the groups so there'd be nobody in front of the first person and nobody behind the last person. Yes. Being the tall person that I am, I got stuck last a mm -hmm. lot. So me and Crystal, we actually came up with a system to go into the houses. Yes. Since she would be short, if I went in front of her, she wouldn't see. So I would wrap my arms over her shoulders and she'd hold on to my forearms while I'm holding yes. on to her. <laughs> yes. Also, okay, I don't like anyone coming up behind me. It is an actual fear of mine, but I have no problem hitting shit head on. I will run head first in and, and, and it can come after me and I'll just barrel right through it. But I don't want anyone like walking up behind me without me knowing. So that that was strategic on my part doing that. Plus, there's a lot of times, um, any time that they do strobes, it really messes with my equilibrium and I just can't see. And mm -hmm. so I wind up, I have to have someone either pushing me along the correct way or for me to hold on to until the strobes can clear. Yeah. Otherwise, we'll end up, you know, in a mirror maze yeah. at every rock <laughs> turn because I can't see. Yeah. So now, now comes the uh, embarrassing first part. Yes. So we've gone through Scream. We've gone through Hellraiser. Now we've gone into The Grudge. So as we're walking through, you know, I'm like, okay, it's you over there. I can see what's going on. 
I'm getting my little jumps. Then, unbeknownst to me, the girl from The Grudge comes up behind me, gets so close to my ear, and all I hear is, uh, and I jumped three feet in the air. I swear I could have pole vaulted Crystal. <laughs> the girl was right at his elbows, and he had no clue. He hadn't paying attention. I'm focused on what's coming up. I'm like, what's going on? And... <laughs> But it was such a good house. (laughs) I'm one of those people that I'll be scared out of my mind. And then after a few minutes, be like, oh, my gosh, that was so much fun. Let's go again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now, this is 13, 14 years ago. I'm going to admit that a lot of these houses, I remember a lot from the from three or four of the different houses. And then some of the other ones. I only remember a few moments or nothing at all. I, it, yeah. it just, it, it's the, the, except for the stories, the mind is going at this point on this. <laughs> um, so I do, I do remember the grudge part. I kind of remember the screen part. There's something else later on that I sort of half remember. Yeah. There was but, Hellraiser and then something else. Yeah. And I don't remember the rest of yeah. that house. Yeah. Unfortunately. Unless it was like the ring or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So after we got out of there, we uh, walked through, walked up and around, and then they had uh, the Deadtropolis scare zone in the um, New York area. Yeah. So it was a lot of zombies, decayed stuff. Um, bu- uh, and then the what bus. was really cool there in that area. That was a different year. No, no, no. Robosaurus. Oh, Robosaurus. Yeah. That's like where Robosaurus was. Yeah. I don't remember if they did Robosaurus again after that. No. I don't think they did. They did them in the 90s and then they brought them back. They just for happened this. to come back for that. Yeah. Robosaurus was effing cool. Yeah. Like, he would shoot super fire. awesome. He would destroy a car. But we didn't see him until later in the evening because he wasn't out during the day. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> after we walked through the Detropolis zone, we hit. <laughs> Run a hostile territory. Oh my gosh. This was a fun one. I know, but. So I don't think I'd seen hostile. We, uh, no, had. we saw hostile like way, way later. So we didn't know anything about what could possibly be in this house. Um, I don't even remember half of hostile, so I don't even remember if it even followed the movie, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I do remember. This was my first real encounter with just how, like, 4D these houses get. (laughs) So you get in there, and at one point, there, if I remember correctly, there was a, they were killing a guy with the lawnmower blade. Yeah. And so you get splatted. Yes. You go, you turn the corner, you went through a small little corridor, and it, before it ends, and to turn to the left, but before that is where this kill is behind the grate. And the guy just pushes the lawnmower into the other one, and you hear, you know, the crazy screams. And then all of a sudden, you're splat, wet. You're wet. <laughs> like you can smell a metallic clang. Mm-hmm. You are drip that, I mean, you're not soaking wet, but you've been sprayed as if the blood is all over you. Like, yeah. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I cannot believe they just did that. And it yeah. smelled bad. Yeah. But it was the coolest thing. Yeah, it was it was interesting. Again, we were in a group, you know. Yes. And I, I, of course, am bringing up the rear. 
Now, Christine one thing not like this house. One thing about me, I'm I'm good with scary. I enjoy scary. Gore is where I kind of draw my line. I don't like the oozing guts and stuff like that as much. <laughs> and this one was a little just a bit gory, so I'm like I'm ready to get out of this house. It was so. cool. I liked the atmosphere a lot. It was it was that very grungy, mm -hmm. like it was almost like a nine inch nails. Yeah, this and it was <laughs> in, and this was in the uh extended queue for disaster, which is now where uh Fast and Furious is. But so we're going through, and as we're getting toward the end, I'm I'm ready to get out of this house. And so we come across the last section, which was a line of chain link fence. And behind yes. there we had the lawnmower man. No relation to the movie. Um, <laughs> different people getting killed. And then we had the chainsaws. Yes. Now, at this point, I'm kind of like, okay, we need to go. We need to go. And he had been pushing me earlier on in the house. Like, <laughs> when we were still in the main maze, trying to push me to run. And we were actually... They hadn't cut the line too well in this, or we just backed up. At the end, we got yeah. bottlenecked. Because yeah. he kept pushing me, and there was no way to go. There were people in front of me, and I basically was like, you got to stop. We're going to go down like dominoes if you don't, because there's no way to go. Yeah, because they, the scare actors could kind of tell how freaked out I was, so they were targeting me. Yes. <laughs> so well, let me let me, let me me say it. Let me, let me do this one, because this is one of my favorites. Okay? So... We get to the end. It's the end of the maze. You can see the door going out, and it's just the room and the chain link fence. You hear the chainsaws. He starts flipping out. I'm here going, what are you scared for? There's a chain link fence between us. Yeah. Two steps later, <clears throat> that <laughs> chain link fence opened up. Yep. The guy went straight for him. And I mean, he threw me to the side <laughs> and ran his ass out that door. And the guy followed him. He chased me a good 10 feet out the house. I made it about 30 feet. Now, back then, I was quite a few pounds lighter. But still, I was still a little bit fluffy. And I, I, <laughs> I, I took off. And I turned around. And he is just doubled over laughing we were laughing in the lines the guys were like well he done throwed you to the wolves and i said well i'm not the one that got chased out <laughs> my mentality was like i don't have to run faster than you i just gotta run faster I, mean, I don't have to run faster than him i gotta run faster than you but yeah they were after me <laughs> yeah, that was that that right there is like the one memory i will never forget you <laughs> It's funny. <laughs> I I I am embarrassed, but it is at the core the funniest freaking story I have. <laughs> One of them, yes. One of them. Um. So and then after that, um, there's they had the Beetlejuice Graveyard Review show going on, which was just the normal the normal show from during the day of the park with the classic monsters doing pop songs. So. Mm -hmm. Um, we saw that we uh, went down. We one of our favorite things to do there is Men in Black. Uh huh. Um, oh, we used to do Jaws at Jaws at Oh, night. Jaws at Night amazing. was so much fun. I, I, I missed mean, that ride. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, it was it was a lot of fun um, because it was just so much scarier at night, mm-hmm. especially in the boathouse. Yes. Um, but then in the extended queue for Jaws, they had the Storyteller's House, which is Dungeon of Terror. So this one was basically the storyteller adding these weird, uh, like kind of macabre twists onto it. Yes. I don't remember a lot of what was in there. I remember like I there was a um, kind of like a demented three little pigs or something like that. Yeah. I'm not sure. The biggest thing I remember from Dungeon of Terror, and I really hope I'm not mixing it up with a different one, but I don't think, I'm not sure if she ever did another house. No. It might've been. Okay. So the biggest thing I remember from Dungeon of Terror is a lot of black light and the sets were kind of painted in like those bright colors that activate mm. in the black light. I, I remember that the most because I remember thinking that it wasn't a very scary house at all, but that I loved the way that it looked. I, I loved the art direction they took with it. Yeah. Um, I was re and I think it was a bit of a letdown because I'm I'm big, I'm a big reader, I'm a big storyteller, I love mm-hmm. stories. And the thought of an evil storyteller twisting and warping stuff and they become real is just like the neatest thing ever. And I was so like ready to see this house. And I remember coming out of that going, man, eh, <laughs> it could have been better. And the thing is, is it could have been an off night. You know, um, we didn't get to go to this event as many times as we done some of the future ones. We did it quite a few um, we because a couple, we'll, we'll but, get that later. Yeah, but we didn't we didn't do some of these as many times as we normally do the houses now. Yeah. Um, and this one, I don't even know if we did it a second time or not. Like it just it it I don't remember yeah. most of it. Now the one thing I do remember, which has nothing to do with the house, it has to do with the line. Yes. I, if you remember this. Yeah. So I the do. line for this was out of the back gate in between what is now Harry Potter and the fear factor stage. So we were in switchback. So we were down by the edge and it was right by the backstage road. And now in between the sets, they would have the scare actors switch out. Mm -hmm. So now we're standing there and there's a brand new group of scare actors coming to the house. And there's this girl in the first part of the switchback just started freaking out, seeing these actors. And one of them saw the opportunity and snatched it. He comes running full speed toward the line. This girl bolted down the line. I don't know if this was her boyfriend or something, but she ran into somebody and literally jumped in his arms. Yeah. (laughs) The whole line was just busting out laughing and she's screaming bloody murder. And then the guy just laughs as he walks off. I'm like, I I miss times like that where things like that would happen. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And then um, after that, uh, we've got a little bit more going. So um, so finishing up with the scare houses, there's two left. Well, three left. Um, No, there's four. four. Sorry. I can't count. Um, but the next one we actually did was People Under the Stairs. I'm glad you remember because I don't remember the order we did. Yeah, them. well, <laughs> I'm just that. going around <laughs> from what I remember. Uh, but People Under Stairs was based on the movie. Now, this one, holy moly, was that neat. I have to say, when we did this one, I I love scary movies. I've seen a lot of scary movies, and I 
do enjoy the um, more classic ones as well. Um, I did not realize that this was a scary movie or based on a scary movie. Yeah, I had until not we found seen it. it. Um, and then later on, I actually went out and found it um, a couple of years later and we watched it. It's actually a pretty good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, I thought was just genius the mm-hmm. way that they did it. So the house is a house under construction. So you've got the vast queen hanging everywhere. And, you know, it's a lot of just like pre-built walls and all. And And you're actually walking behind the walls, looking in toward like the different rooms. Correct. (laughs) And what they did was they took hard hats with lights in them that were programmed to do whatever they have to do at certain GPS points. So they would take every so many people and find the tallest person around, a.k.a. Chris. Yeah, I walked up. And put up, the hat on him. I, when I was walking up and they hand this to me, I'm like, what is this for? Mm-hmm. I'm like, is this like a signal? Like, get him? <laughs> I'm like, what is going on yes. here? And so what it really is, is it's to help. It's not a very well-lit uh, house on purpose. And um, the it, the hats were programmed and I, the only thing I can think of is it was a had to have been by GPS. It may have been something Or else. sensors. Or sensors. Um, and so what it would do is you would be in there and sometimes it would be full lit on. And then you get to certain areas and it would start to blink. And then other areas it would go completely out. And, or strobe. Yeah, or it would strobe. And it was done on purpose, um, which I thought was the coolest thing ever. I don't remember much of the house after that. <laughs> no. I just remember how awesome that effect was. And it was a pretty good house. It, I don't remember. It, it, we, I think we got a couple scares. I don't think it was super, super, you know, like Run did. Like Run mm-hmm. really got you. Um, but I have to say it was really creepy because, you know, you're in a house and you sit there and you go, oh, there's nothing but boards around. Obviously, I'm going to see what's coming at me because it's just this and these, you know, semi-clear sheets. And uh, no, no, you don't really see anything because you're half in the fucking dark most of the time. <laughs> and uh, it, it really led to a very creepy, very scary. It was the ambiance and not knowing what could be there mm-hmm. was the biggest scare out of it. And I really thought that was pretty damn cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was an interesting thing, and I'm just like, oh, so that's what that was. That was one of my favorite. That that and Psychopath were actually my two favorite houses that year. Yeah, which brings us to our next one, uh, which is Psychopath: The Return of Norman Bates. Yes. Uh, this one, once again, standing in the line was a lot of fun because as we were waiting to go in, they oh, were switching God. out the characters, and it's just a row of mothers. And a couple of Normans. We had no idea. We were like, how many damn mothers are in this house? <laughs> how, can you fit that many in here? Like, it, no clue. No clue. Yeah, but you would actually go through, um, like, the uh, the Bates Motel was, picture, was done on the outside. Yes. We walked through um, portions of the house. And one of the coolest things, which they did in a couple of houses after this but they don't do it anymore was the black light tunnel 
the spinning mm. tunnel. Which, they haven't used that in a while, have they? Yeah. Yeah, but I think it's because of okay. the disorientation. Oh, but a fun part of it. It was, it was cool because you were like, whoa, am I mm-hmm. on the ceiling? <laughs> but just, like I said, just standing in the line and watching the Normans and the mothers walking out, you're like, whoa. Think about it. This, this being the first year, this was the year that we saw all the tricks that they had up at that point that we then recognized in the coming years. Because what they because they get a trick that's a really awesome tech trick. And then they re, they use it in another house in another way. Um, if you've ever really paid attention to the houses, you know, they have like certain mirror tricks. They have the the trick from Dead Silence with the, the walkway that breaks. Yeah. Or they that shit looks tunnel. like you're up high. Yes. They they now, you know, later on with the one of the later on saw houses, they had the trick of you triggering a sensor, which then triggered the Trap. The scare and the trap, which, you know, they start to use now. Yep. And it was, you think about it, some of the stuff that we found this year was some of those tricks that we then started realizing later on. And it's actually kind of fun when you start out for the year going, okay, who's going to have what this year? Where is it going to be? How is it going to be exactly. implemented? Um, because it's pretty, pretty cool. All right, so at this point right now, we are going to take a very quick break, and then we're going to come back and talk about the last two scare houses, and then the main attraction for us over the years, the Bill and Ted Halloween Adventure Show. So we will be right back. And we're back. All right, so actually we got a little bit left to talk about about psychopath. So Crystal, say, you remind we, me, you reminded more of it than house. I. We're talking about going in the house. Um, I actually really like Psychopath. It's my other like top favorite house from that year. Um, like I said before, I'm really love scary movies. Um, I've seen all four of the Psychos. I've seen a little bit of Bates Motel, um, and so I was very excited to see this house. Um, I don't remember everything about the house, but the end is what really. I don't know if I'll ever forget the end of this house. So we find out at the end of the house, just where, why they have all these mothers coming in. The end of that house was so simplistic yet so effective. It's just a big room or, you know, a big empty part of the maze that's black and they just hung white sheets everywhere. And you have to make your way through the sheets. They made the rest of the maze in the sheets. And behind these sheets are very, very many mothers in various <laughs> states of anger with knives coming after you every which way. You don't know where they're coming from. Um, you know, this, this sheet had nothing. This sheet had nothing. Oh, crap. Here's a mother. Like, it was a lot of fun and it was a very memorable house for me i think we actually i think you actually do see the house itself in in the haunted house the, mm-hmm. the bates house i don't remember seeing the hotel we might i mean there may have been that part i don't remember i kind of half think we might have seen part of the house yeah with since mother's there but the the ending to that house is just spectacular again great theming great use of space great uh artistic sense and um, how to get those scares in with very little and uh, certainly one of my top favorites of all time. Yeah. 
yeah, it was a good house. I bad memory on me. <laughs> mm. But that's why we have each other. I remember things she doesn't. She remembers things I don't. So, <laughs> so, and then one of the other houses that we got to uh, was Scream House, which was yes. the un, the caretakers. Yes. Now I remember I bits the of Undertaker. <laughs> Like he's, he's gonna, a wrestler. Yeah. Put us in a show <laughs> called Well. <laughs> oh, I don't even watch wrestling. I know that. Uh, everybody knows that. Yeah. I guess. Um, but the Scream House, you basically you walk into his uh manor, which was mm-hmm. uh also where he did his um funerals. I could he was more that, like a that was the thing. I didn't know if it was his house or if it was a funeral home because it was, that's where the funerals were. Yeah, it was both. Yeah. Because you would walk in and they had like this big staircase that he would come down at you. Yes. Yes. Um it was like I a do remember plantation you, almost. Yeah. You I remember the beginning of that house is uh as you're walking in there you kind of walk through a small garden like mm-hmm. unkept garden of his up into the house. And I remember just uh how amazing just that decrepit garden looked yeah and you would wander through the house you'd come across him you'd come across some of the dead bodies he's had yes it's it was another one the smells of that oh it's not like a funeral home yes and again just that that initial that first year of holy crap things smell like they (laughs) like they're smelling like blow your mind yeah um, which we'll get into on another episode. Oh my gosh, meaty meats. Ooh, Ooh. yeah. Another fun story on that one too. <laughs> but that one's on me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a good house. Uh, Caretaker is another one of our favorites. We actually yes. got a good one during uh, Halloween Horror Nights 20 when they brought back the scare actors, mm-hmm. uh, the icons for uh, photo ops. Where we actually got oh, one with yeah. you with the clamps around your neck. Yes, special <laughs> scissors. He is one of my favorites. Um, but yeah, it's like I said, it's, as we said, it's getting harder and harder to remember things after a while. I but um, I tried to look them up on YouTube. So many people have so many things. And you know damn well they don't have hardly anything from Sweet 16. Yeah. Probably because it's old now. I don't know. Yeah. And then the last house, and I don't, like you said, I don't think we went into is Psychoscarapy, which was uh, Jack the Clown house. Uh, Psychoscarapy Maximum Madness. So it was done like a a psych ward, like a mental hospital, because of course Jack's out of his mind. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't. I don't think we actually did that one because uh, you didn't really you, like clowns at the time. I don't mind cloud clowns. Clouds. Um, clouds. <laughs> I like clouds too. I clowns aren't necessarily scary to me. I grew up going to the circus and all that. They never freaked me out. Um, and oddly enough, I ex- very much well love you know uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. It's a great movie. It's a fantastic movie brilliant movie um but i'm not big on super scary clowns and fun houses i think the biggest thing is fun houses mm-hmm. anything that i've ever seen growing up with a fun house has just been extremely scary for me and i don't like being in that closed in building atmosphere oddly enough even though technically these mazes are closed in buildings <laughs> there's just something about a fun house that never sat right with me 
And I associate clowns with fun houses. So mm-hmm. I, I think I just didn't want to go into it, not knowing that it was a psych ward. Maybe if I'd realized it was a psych ward, I would have gone in because I know a future house of Jack's and it might've been in the carnival of carnage. I don't remember. Yeah was an actual fun house. And when I found that out, I said, nope, you guys can go. I'm going to stay here. I'm okay with that. Um, I'm not usually too chicken shit to go into a house. There was only one other house I ever did that with much later on. Um, But fun houses, I just really, they freak me out really bad. Um, And, uh, but I did go to a different one of his a couple years later. Um, because I don't think it was a fun house. I don't. It was like the. It was like a third house of his a, a year. Yeah, but it's all. Later, it's it's different. mainly been like the other than this one being his. They've had other psychoscarapies. Maybe that's yeah. it. Because yeah. like the one we took a couple of our friends to that fell down in the middle of. The- was it a psychoscarapy though? I mean, mm-hmm. I know it was a ward, but yep. huh? I I blame the fact that I don't think I knew it was a psych ward. Yeah. To be honest. Um, but yeah, I, if, if I, and again, this is one of the ones that you can't find, um, anything on. I think I saw a couple of pictures from it and those pictures did not jog any memory. So I'm pretty sure I didn't go. I don't know if you wound up going, uh, um, I don't but think I, so. <laughs> I know I did not go. Yeah. Um, um so yeah, so that's all of the houses. Yes. Um, there, like I said, there was a the couple of shows there's, you know, the arrival, Robosaurus, there was um, the Sweet 16, the director's cut, which was on the movie balls. We didn't really stop to watch because we had other things to do, yeah. but it was basically... I didn't like those movie... I don't like those movie balls. Yeah, they, I know. It never looked right. It never... Yeah, I could, I could never see it correctly. Yeah, but it was basically the director putting, like, uh, all these clips together from different movies. Like, they used a lot of the, you know, the classic Universal movies, Frankenstein, Dracula... Yeah. Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, Creature from the Black Lagoon, Psycho, Jaws, Night of the Living Dead, things like that. Oh, Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. But um, in addition to that, they had uh, the Scare Zones, which we talked about, Detropolis. Mm-hmm. They also had Blood Masquerade, which was in the alleyway between uh, yes. by Shrek. I do remember making you walk us through that many times that year. <laughs> I... I love vampires. I'm a big vampire fan. I am not a Twilight fan. Thank you. Very much. <laughs> they do not. Um, I I <laughs> like my vampires to be gory and bloody, um, sometimes pretty. That doesn't matter. Um, but uh, I really enjoyed Blood Masquerade. It it was very pretty to walk through. They had really pretty costumes. Yeah, it was like a masquerade ball. Yes, they had. It was like Anne Rice meets Stephen King. And so, you know, there wasn't much to the atmosphere itself other than smoke, but, you know, the smoke that they do. But the costumes are really pretty. The makeup was fun. And uh, there's scare actors walking around. Um, you know, this was kind of before they did a lot of the sets that they do now. Mm-hmm. Um, they had so, a couple of, like, you know, the heavy drapes and yeah, uh, stuff to make it yeah. look kind of look like a ballroom. Right. But um, but this was kind of back in the time where they pretty much just used whatever was around them on the street or the buildings as the backdrop, yeah. to be honest. And so a lot of times these weren't these scare zones aren't scary at all. Um, you can get they get better scares now. Yeah. But um, most of these are not very scary. You they can't really make you think that you're really here in this thing. 
Um, but they're always a lot of fun to see the costumes, um, the makeup, see how they interact with you. It's pretty much the interaction that's really fun. Um, but yes, I do remember doing that many times because I just, you know, I, I love vampires. Yeah, I loved um, like the porcelain masks that they would wear. Yes. And then you could see like where their uh, fangs are. and They had blood dripping down the sides mm -hmm. of their faces. Oh, it was very awesome. Yes. And then one of my favorite areas that they do scare zones is the Central Park area. Yes. Because it's very wooded. They put the pumpkin, uh, the jack-o'-lanterns or whatever they have in the trees. Mm -hmm. And it was, it's always so much fun to walk through there. Um, the scare zone that was there this time was Harvest of the Souls. And it was, they had the light up jack-o'-lanterns up in the, uh, up in the trees. They had the, uh, the pumpkin headed, uh, people walking through there okay. was the scarecrows that would freeze in place and then come after you um i think they they've had, done this many times yeah. <laughs> i'm sitting there going you sure that was that long ago well there's there's um, all these yeah, different times they can actually make they it into. actually do that yeah a lot um but it's always fun and i always love it yeah it's it's just so good especially with at night when they put the uh fog in and sometimes you don't see who's in front of you <laughs> yeah that area can get very dark and so it's it is one of the perfect places for a scare zone definitely all right and now this brings us to our absolute favorite show this drew us in after this we've seen every one of them even uh, even if it's just once, because I know as much as we love it, Not every some of year them was were as good as others. bad. Some of them we barely made it through. <laughs> but we are talking about Bill and Ted's excellent Halloween adventure, which would yes. take place in the Fear Factor yes. stage. Um, now, we are children of the 80s we were both born in the 80s um we were both huge bill and ted fans we grew up on this kind of stuff um so uh this could have gone really bad if they didn't do it well enough and um, thankfully they were they blew it out the park this year yeah and it was their 15th one so apparently i think they started this a year after the first horror nights mm -hmm. um because um, this was a pop culture show. So they would take uh, things that were happening, different movies, characters, stuff from Disney, uh, pop music. It was always music. fun to see what they were going to make fun of Disney for, for the, for the last year. Yeah. And um, I didn't care as much for it during the political seasons, but they would make fun of the politicals. <laughs> but oh, come on. A some lot of, of them, them were, were funny. Come on. Some of them were, but some <laughs> of them weren't. <laughs> uh, but this one is one of our favorites. I actually uh, got to uh, got to tape this before they instituted the ban on recording. Yep. So we actually had this one. <laughs> we actually watched watch. this before. We... Just to remind us, um, but it didn't take much reminding because we remember this one very well. Yeah. I I don't know if it's the nostalgia, the fact that it was our very first one. Or if the others truly just weren't as good. but Because uh, each of the different shows had different writers. Yeah, but for some reason, there are one or two two years where it's a, almost as even. Mm -hmm. But none of them have ever surpassed this year for us. 
Yeah. We, we just always wind up saying, God, but it just wasn't as good as 16. Yeah. And again, I don't know if it's just because it's our first one and it's just, just awesome for us to have seen it for that first time or if the other years just really didn't overcome it. But yeah. Um, but yeah, they would they would always start it off with uh, some form of introduction. This year they used Jack Bauer from 24. 24. <laughs> and he kind of uh, got a hold of this a chunky party individual who he was trying to get information out of. So he, you know, he'd go over the rules, you know, that they're foul language, um, half dressed men and women, uh, music, pyrotechnics, things like that. And then they would have a musical number. Yes. <laughs> you know, I don't even know if they, that, if they were even doing the, cause you know, now or before they ended it, um, those last few years, you would walk in and they would be playing like jackass type clips. I don't remember I them doing it. That I don't year. think that year, um, but they, they were playing best later. of clips from the previous shows. Yes, yes, I remember because I remember us thinking, "Where can we get these? We want to see these." <laughs> if anybody from Universal is listening, uh, you could make a lot of money putting this on Blu-ray. <laughs> Seriously, all the different years. Put it on one disc, sell it. You can have my money. I will throw it at you because it would be a lot of fun. Yeah. So they had um, the opening number for this year was Ain't No Other Man by Christina Aguilera. Yes. Honestly, the girl who was doing it, she looked more like Mariah Carey. I thought she looked like her just fine. Yeah. I don't know. I got more of a Mariah Carey vibe from her. But um, And then um, they every show, they would start it off with We Will Rock You from... Uh, for Queen. Queen. Why am I saying Aerosmith? Oh, my God. Oh, God. Slap <laughs> shit Please you. slap me. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Queen. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so the villain for this one was uh, Lex Luthor, and he was going to take over uh, and make Lutherversal. Yeah, he's one of the funner villains. I love it. They mistook him for Howie Mandel. We love Deal or No Deal. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like apparently he bought the land that Universal is on and put Kryptonian warheads underneath Universal's movie balls in the lagoon and was going to blow up the park to build his own. And put in these, his balls uh, and put in these different uh, rides like 20,000 Leagues under Star Jones, Britney Spears, Baby Buggy Bumpers. <laughs> so they, like right here, like I had to start researching because, as we said before, this was the pop culture show and they were generally doing stuff that was in the news, in movies, whatever, from the last year to year and a half. I need to see if this was when Mel Gibson made his damn wise, the, the yes. semantic wise. His, yeah, because he they were they, making fun of that one too, uh, and I did. was like, God, was that really that long? Ago? Honey, I drunk a fifth. <laughs> right, and talking about you know just all the bad stuff that he had gotten really bad PR for, just being total d bag that year, and uh, I was like, damn, that was like. 14 years ago. It was crazy. Yeah. And then he brings out, they ask how he's going to do it. They bring out his Krypton iPod and he, which can bring out pop culture figures to assist him, but yes. uh, make kind of misfires at first and plays your beautiful by James blood. Yeah. <laughs> don't laugh. I like that. Song. I don't care for that whole album, but I like that song. <laughs> and then um, <clears throat> he, uh, he brings out the standout character in my opinion. 
Magneto. He is one of the most memorable characters that year. He comes out on a green cart being pushed by a little green man, supposed to be CGI. Yes, CGI is his sidekick. Uh, So for those, I'm pretty sure anyone listening to this knows this, but this was um, right after the X-Men movies started. Those uh, brilliant, I love the X-Men, the old X-Men movies. Mm -hmm, I really did. And um, Ian McKellen is playing Magneto, the fabulous Ian McKellen. I love yes. that man. And um, and so Magneto was flaming, and he played him well. <laughs> um, I probably I thought like Ian McKellen would gotten a huge laugh out of this. Um, and you just you just loved him. It was done in a loving way, and uh, he always had those snappy comebacks and mm-hmm. something. And then his wonderful dance moves. <laughs> yes, he had. Fabulous dance moves, <laughs> and uh, he he always got to riff off of his little CGI sidekick. Yeah, and then he brought out um, the uh, the from the Vinci Code the monk. That's right. That's when they did, and, uh, they did whip it. Yep, he yep. would whip himself. Um, that and was then, the year Da Vinci Code came out. And then, um, uh, and then we hit uh, Davy Jones Pirates. Yeah. yeah. So what was was that Pirates two? Yeah. Yeah. Pirates yeah, Dead too. Man's Chest. Dead Man's Chest. Yeah. So when he comes out, they're like, Davy Jones will take care of you. And then he's like, but first. And then they break into a version of the SpongeBob theme song, Who Lives in a Pirate Ship Under the Sea, Davy Jones. Yes. Yes. And um, I'm not a SpongeBob fan. I do know the theme song, but I'm not a fan. But you can damn well bet that we were all in there, mm-hmm. half drunk, singing along to that song. And, and then Bill and Ted, I loved it. They go, we loved you in Little Mermaid. <laughs> and then um, uh, then uh, Bill and Ted actually were trying to get out. They're like, well, well who do we have? And uh, they bring down, uh, I don't forget what her name is, but she was a death dealer from... Uh, Underworld. Oh, Kate. No, I don't know if she was next, but it's Kate Beckinsale's yeah. Um, character. Yeah. I like Underworld movies. Um, I do not remember her character's name at the moment. Yeah. Uh, Selena. I think yeah. it was Selena. Yeah. And then um, they had a Jack, Captain Jack Sparrow fall out of the ceiling. That's, yes. Yes. And he was, of course, drunk. Yes. Um, and then uh, Elizabeth Swan comes out drunk as all heck and uh, throws up in the side. <laughs> they got a lot of really good pirate shads in. I had to admire them for that. It was it was pretty cool. Um, and then uh, they were they were trying to get I think they were trying to get out and uh, they were trying to leave through the they went they into went to the go, phone booth. They went to go find the X-Men and instead Luther intercepts and turns them into X men so they, so they come back women. in and they come back as women <laughs> um and props to the two girls who played them they did those characters spot on i thoroughly impressed they were awesome um in fact we uh, the character the guy the people who play the characters um they do have under i guess understudies or whatever they don't do them for every single show every single day that they're there uh, you can get someone else. And as we're watching it, I, I happened to notice that our Bill and Ted, I think, wasn't the ones that I usually saw. 
Um, but they and, were still good. Uh, they're they're very good, but they're not the normal ones. But these girls, I think, were the ones that we saw most of the time, and um, they were just killing it. Yeah. And uh, so they're like, well, this isn't the first time this has happened. And then they bring out the uh, juggernaut oh who actually had jugs. He was the juggy juggernaut. <laughs> he was awesome. And um, then came Superman, the Brian Singer version, who literally you could see the flame from space. Like he, he was, had a thong on. He was Brandon that played him for those, uh, for those ones. Know. If I, if it, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And he jumped, he's like, here I come like, up, up I and I'm gay. <laughs> he was a very awesome character. I loved him. And then, um, well, we're getting into a long part. Um, but needless to say, they, we had them come out. Uh, there was, uh, Nacho Libre that came out. Um, he was very quick, but he did his, his they, essential nacho, and then he was done. And then they tried to introduce uh, G-Girl from My Super Ex-Girlfriend and Lady in the Water, but apparently nobody had seen those movies, so they told them to go home. <laughs> Ever, for those of you who haven't really seen these, they always have a section of shit that just didn't go anywhere for the year before, and that was their these didn't go anywhere section. These mm -hmm. were the flops. Uh, and so then they start into the, the individual battles. They had uh, Magneto versus uh, Jack and Elizabeth, where he used his CGI to sword fight with both of them. Um, and then Jack ends up getting a rope and swinging across, kicking him and pouring rum down his throat through a, a funnel. <laughs> Put a little captain in him. Mm -hmm. Um. And then after that, oh, God, let's see. We just watched this, too. <laughs> well, we don't have to do play-by-play. Play. This was the year that um, was the big, uh, you know, snakes on a plane. So we oh, had someone yeah, playing yeah, Samuel yeah. Jackson who did, you know, there are snakes in the theater, and then there were squirrels in the food booth. <clears throat> and then later on, after, uh, I love this. So <laughs> they did a big thing where crazy Tom Cruise comes out. This was back when they heard he was still married to Katie. And they just had Surrey. And we all know who, how batshit crazy this man is. And call <laughs> oh, the police. Yes. So they were playing off of that. Katie was was trying to send those mixed signals of please save me. And Surrey was the omen. So they did a big old crossover. And and Lord help me, and, please don't be offended. It was just funny. We well, all know that Surrey's not a crazy person yeah, or anything. But... but it was fun. Bill unwraps the baby's head and you just hear, swallow your soul, swallow your soul. <laughs> it was funny. The, it's her the first word. Surrey's nanny, you know, just like in the movie, uh, hangs herself off the top of the theater building and you see the dummy fall down. And then later on, uh, they do the snakes on a plane one more time and the uh, actor comes out and just talks about how they're motherfucking demon babies in the motherfucking theater. And uh, Man, I was in Pulp Fiction, <laughs> right? And it was it was a lot of fun. It was it was and a the, great gag joke that they and the, the baby and the babies were going la <laughs> I I appreciate that was one of the more memorable um, and gags. Then they and then they had um, a dance off between Superman and Juggernaut to and where Superman um, ra uh, ribbon danced. Yes. And we, Juggernaut shook it to peanut butter jelly time. Yes. 
And then um, I know at one point the Hoff came in with Kit. Knight Rider. The Knight Rider car came in, which I thought that was pretty cool. That was an, an old nod to our childhood. And so Kit comes out and the Hoff comes around for a little bit. And um, uh, another of my favorites right there towards the end before the big, because you know at the end they do the big dance mm -hmm. with a whole bunch of songs together. And so right before that comes out my favorite Jay and Silent Bob. Now, not really <laughs> Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes, but um, people playing them, and they were they looked just like them. And um, I I honestly don't know why I went and looked. Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back had come out a couple years earlier. I don't think that <clears throat> they had had a movie out per se that I saw. Um, but I love that they were included in this. Mm -hmm. That is, I love Stoner humor, Stoner mo movies. And um, I've been a big fan of Jay and Silent Bob, uh, just Kevin Smith movies in general, um, yeah. ever since I was little. So uh, <laughs> I I love that. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to wrap this up because uh, uh, the end of the show, they do a huge dance number. And this was the music. I actually created a playlist for this when <laughs> afterwards yes. they had the Pirates people doing Sail Away. Was it by Styx? Yes, yeah. Come Sail Away by Styx. Um, they had um, Hasselhoff doing Sexy Back. Yes. Um, they had um, Jessica Simpson come out for yes. <laughs> Public so, Affair. So they were on roller skates. Yes, they, some of the actors go out as others are dancing and they come back dressed as someone else to do a new song. So one of them came back out dressed like Jessica Simpson and her girls in the disco outfits. Um, <laughs> what was the name of that song? Public Affair. Oh, okay. On roller skates. Um, what else they did? They did, um, like, they came out into the audience um they were doing uh dance dance uh um, yes that was your dance dance um was popular um pump it yeah by the black eyed peas oh yeah when they did that they brought samuel l jackson back dressed from yes, pulp fiction in his fantastic <laughs> pulp fiction um and uh and lots of big pyrotechnics and then they ended it with the finale with uh and flames coming down with inner, inner sandman, sandman. Which a, was not new to that year, but it was a mixture. But it was such a good show. One of my favorites. Yes. And that was Halloween Horror Nights Sweet 16. It's so much fun. There is actually a pass holder shirt now uh, for this year at the Tribute Store for this year. Well, at the Pass Holder Lounge for the, uh, with the uh, icons from Sweet 16. And I'm like, I want it. <laughs> I know. That'd be good. Back then, we didn't have a lot of money. Um, not that we have a ton now, but, um, we were, you know, I, I still can't believe we managed to be able to afford to go at that point, but, um, but Hey, um, uh, well, also the reason we got to go a lot was because during this, we did try to get on the mummy and, uh, it broke down or something. We spent an hour waiting. So yeah. guest services gave us a frequent fear pass. Yeah. Yeah. It, they were, it was really nice. Yeah. So we got to go a lot, yeah. but I want to thank you guys for uh, catching, joining us again for our second episode. I can't wait until our next one. Yep. Keep an eye out. As always, you can find us here on Spotify and quite a lot of, a lot of other <laughs> platforms. Uh, just click uh, on the other platforms and you can find us. And don't forget to go um, visit our uh, friends, uh, Fernando and uh, Aja over or, at That's uh, Nostalgia. Um, no, that's nostalgic. Nostalgic uh, podcast. They are amazing. They're going to be doing Pulp Fiction soon. 
Yep. All right, guys. Well, have a great night, everybody, and we will see you next time.